I think your throwdown song today should be <laughs> should be in the um, should be in the genre of Rihanna's work. I don't really know that. Song. I think I may have heard it once. Allow me to. Oh God! Here we go. She say derp, 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 derp. Your guess is as good as hers. Is she speaking English? Mm-hmm. Sure. Lurving? I, think, I, think, I, heard, I heard lurky. I heard lurking or lurvin. It's like I couldn't tell a lurking turkey. That, so that we'll is, see if, we'll that's see what if, it needs to be in the genre Maybe, of. Maybe if I remember the tune by then. <laughs> I don't have perfect pitch, guys. I do the best that I can. I don't think that makes any difference, perfect pitch. <laughs> I think it does. <laughs> there was obviously a melody going on there. Right, but that doesn't have anything to do with perfect pitch. Guys, Pam, back me up here. Perfect pitch is totally... Ah, uh, you could catch <clears throat> it. <laughs> you can auto tune it. <laughs> well played, Doug. I want you to cache it today. Okay. Could you? Can you cache it? Well, I'm already sweaty, so I'm half of the way there. So <laughs> gross. Mind Gap Podcast. Guys, welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And wow, do we have a special guest with us today. Do we? Uh, yeah. All right. Why do you have to question me like that? Why do you have to throw me off like that, bro? Huh? Anyway, we have a special guest. And uh, she's done some incredible stuff with all sorts of movies, TV shows. Uh, she's very funny. Great friend. Please welcome Pam Austria. Yay! Pam's here. Howdy. Pam, you made it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate Excellent. it. Of course. That was a very cordial exchange. Thank you for that. You're very professional. Uh, just wait a little. <laughs> <laughs> it's all downhill we'll, from here. We'll ease into it and everything. <clears throat> so g- thank you so much for being here. This is so cool. It's great to have you. Um, and uh, according to your Wikipedia page, um, you were originally from New Jersey. Lies. Lies? No, it's true. Hi! <laughs> My confidence was shaking there. I was like, oh, wait. Oh, crap. I was like, I thought I could have I knew that. That's how it was. So you're originally it's from true. New Jersey. Where Northern, New Jersey are you from? Northern New Jersey. There's a difference. Northern, <laughs> Central, and Southern. We all don't really like each other. Really? Uh, but I moved out of New Jersey, so I don't really like it either. So it's all right. Okay. All right. So uh, what brought you to Chicago? I'm a, did you go from New Jersey to Chicago? Is that how uh, it went? There's a small journey. Okay. Tell, tell us the journey. Uh, it's about the journey, not the take destination. Take us on this journey, Pam. <laughs> well, I'm far too old to get grounded, so that's okay. And um, eh, long story short, after taking a road trip that I told my parents I wasn't going on because uh, I went down the shore, which is you either go down the shore, you are down the shore, or you're like going down the shore. Basically, you're going to the Jersey Shore. Okay. Right, yeah. Going to the beach, but it's a weird way to say it. Just lied to my family when I was 21 and said I was going to go with my friends for a week. And I just took a road trip by myself 
from New Jersey to St. Louis. Whoa. And then wow. St. Louis to Chicago and then back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so that was my first introduction to Chicago. All right. Then wow. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's no joke. Like, I do not think I would have had the the cojones to do that at, at that age at all. Like, yeah, we'll just do it. Right. I'm going to go halfway across the country. Eh, fuck That'll it. That'll be good. Yeah. Um, that's actually impressive. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and then uh, I went to school at Cal State Hayward, which is uh, in the Bay Area. Unfortunately, you know, I was like, oh, it's right next to San Francisco. It's going to be awesome. It's close to where some of my relatives live. There is a line of demarcation in the soil when you enter, like, Hayward versus, like, the adjacent cities. And it was not, at the time, that awesome. So, in, like, three months that I was there, I got a stalker uh, hit by two cars as a pedestrian within 30 seconds. And both were hit and runs and accidentally joined a cult. Um <laughs> Uh, I, I, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. I here. need to take notes on this. Okay, <laughs> so let's, let's let's take it back. Stalker. So you, you were right, hit twice within like at the same time, like within thirty seconds, you got hit by two cars. Correct. I was what? walking through the campus parking lot on the crosswalk, and it was um, students who were going in. Like, you know, in parking lots, you can only go one direction yeah. in one way, and then you have to go in the other lane. Um, for whatever reason, they decided to go in reverse both times. And it, so it was like every other lane. So I got hit by, once, and it was a gal, and she just kind of tapped me, and I almost fell over. I heard the gasps from like the hundred people behind me. No one helped me or said anything, and I was like, "Awesome!" <laughs> so then she drove off, didn't even ask if I was all right. And then so I'm grumbling to myself, still like super Jersey, like this motherfucker, like, blah blah blah. <laughs> and then um, so it's like a hundred feet later in the next lane that's going the same direction and it's a fella going backwards now like i don't know maybe 20 and he hits me harder and so like i climb myself up from under his car like from the back bumper and i was really really pissed off at this no shit and so uh i like pounded on his trunk i'm like why can't you motherfucking people learn how to fucking drive and he zoomed off the hundred people from before saw it happen again and no one helped me up off the pavement so i was just even more angry what the fuck um and then that's when i was like this is over i'm quitting college and then i had that one friend that i visited here in chicago because i knew from the weezer message boards (laughs) whatever (laughs) (laughs) super super nerdy message boards you know this is this Way is back awesome. when. And so I was Weezer like, fans unite. Yeah. I'm like, I'm <laughs> over this. Uh, and he said, we need a third roommate. Awesome. And you're like, yo, my name is Jonas. I'm all over yeah. that. That's a Weezer Let's joke. Let's go serving. You get that, Justin? I do, yeah. Cool. If you want to destroy my sweater, keep making those jokes. <laughs> awesome. Guys, we did it. We all, we all contributed. Only in dreams. You know, El Scorcho. That didn't, that didn't work. No, it didn't. But Blue album. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hash pipe. All right, we're good. <laughs> All right, I think we did it, guys. We tapped it. Yep. All right, cool. Anyway, so Weezer message boards. And yeah, so that was the one friend I had here, and he needed a third roommate. So I packed my things in my car and moved over two weeks later. But prior to that, yeah, before we before we I, well, yeah, before we move on to that, <laughs> let's talk about we, the cold. There's more to mine back in this in the in the uh, on the west coast. There's there's more information there. Um, so apparently there's a cult. Uh, the Moonies, uh, run by Sun Myung Moon, 
I don't know. I didn't really know too much about it. I'm not a religious person, so I saw these kids on the street my age saying, do you volunteer? Do you want to help people? I was like, oh, yeah, great. I'll work at the soup kitchen with you. We'll all, like, sing songs, kumbaya, blah, blah, blah. You're going to talk about your God stuff. Great. I'll sit there. You can do it. (laughs) You're a bunch of college-age kids in a house in Berkeley. Awesome. And I didn't think much of it. I mean, personally, I find... If a religion is good for you, awesome. Yeah. It's all kind of culty to me, no matter what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't think twice. <clears throat> and then um, one day I'm talking to my mother, and she said something about uh, an episode she saw in 2020, a couple days before. I love the fact that it's, it's got to be 2020. Yeah. Of course it's, it's got to be 2020. Yeah. That or 60 minutes. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then she mentioned... Uh, Sun Myung Moon and the Moonies. They go, oh, hey, that's the teacher. What are you talking about? And she's like, that's it. They were talking about paying to rip their families out of there. He thinks he's the second messiah. And he marries like thousands of people at the same time. And I don't know. So I told my friends there. I'm like, look, I can't hang out with you anymore. You're a cult. I didn't realize my, that. My mom says yeah. I can't hang out How with you. How did they respond to that when you, called them, when um, you said that to them? They defended. I guess they've not... It was not the first time they've been called that. Well, um, rightfully right. so, I would say, yeah. Uh, but I was like, I don't get it. So why do you believe whatever this teaching is or that teaching? And um, they couldn't answer. So I got a couple of them questioning it. And a handful <laughs> of them also started cursing. And I was like, I don't understand. Tell me why like this is bad. Or why is this yeah. better than something else? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm moving to Chicago since uh, I got hit by some cars and, like, I don't know, I'm quitting school. This kind of sucks. And uh, they're like, well, okay, well, we have a chapter in Chicago. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to. But, like, if you guys are in the area, I'll hang out with you, but, like, not religiously. Right. (laughs) And uh, We'll go get some deep dish or something, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I never saw any of them again. I love the fact that you t- almost took a few of them with you, too. Wow. You're like, I was I'm going to get you guys questioning. Yeah. Wow. It's great. So then you moved to Chicago. <laughs> then I moved to Chicago. Yeah, I got car. I got cult done. All right. <laughs> we didn't cover Stalker, but we'll come back to that. So you moved oh, to Chicago. Yeah. Um, yeah, moved to Chicago. Did some crazy stuff like young people do and uh, then decided to go to Columbia College um, for American Sign Language Interpretation and then uh, kept working in film jobs with my friends at college and then I was like, well, hey, I can get paid to do this. (laughs) And so I switched my major and then um, so film and video general is my major, um, American Sign Language Interpretation, my minor. Nice. So it dovetailed pretty nicely oh. since they're both uh, visual forms of communication. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. then here I am. That's awesome. An that adult. is so cool. An adult. <laughs> <laughs> I made it. I adulted. I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you get your adult card and everything? Your registration? I think I'm getting revoked. <laughs> yeah, so. It's been revoked. Yeah. <laughs> I've made a few questionable decisions oh. there. I'm going up against the review board. <laughs> I got yeah. You got to get reviewed every so often, every yeah. couple of years. For this is how it goes. This is the yeah. way it is. But you've had the opportunity to work on some really cool projects. One of which um, was Jupiter Ascending. Mm-hmm. And uh, what what did you do uh, while working on that film? What was your specialty? I should say. Uh, I worked in the visual effects department. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, it was pretty neat. I actually made my way up. Originally, I was hired uh, as a production assistant. 
uh, for Jupiter Ascending and Cloud Atlas. Uh, They were both working at the same time, tail end for Cloud Atlas in pre-production for Jupiter Ascending, so it wasn't quite greenlit even. Um, And then worked my way up to uh, VFX coordinator. So what's what's a VFX coordinator? Like, what do you do in that role? I don't actually work on the shots. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, You're going to say, I don't actually know. <laughs> that's why I thought. I was just kind of I there. still don't know. Like, I did some stuff. I mean. I baked banana bread every now and then. People and loved nice. me. Yeah. <laughs> <And> truth. Uh, <laughs> um, but you didn't actually work on, like, the actual shots that were, like, like processing the, the footage or anything like that? I did not. Okay. Uh, but get... There's so much involved. It's kind of nutty. Um, there's a lot of data and metadata associated with everything. So you need to know what camera was used, what lens, um, and all this other information. So the animators and the people who are comping uh, the shot, com- comping is compositing, mm-hmm. uh, they could utilize that information to make it look more realistic. Okay. So it's sort of like smoothing it things out, kind of like giving it the the kind of uh, uh, design that makes it look more like oh hey this isn't like obviously a digital creation is that kind of like uh mm, no took a but stab in the try. dark guys nice try <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean it's is it's it really hard to explain. wrong essentially is it like they they change their their or they adapt to depending on what camera what uh, lens was used they would change the way they approached how they're going to composite it precisely boom so like if you have um your Just gopro one dog zero. <laughs> <laughs> if you have your gopro with a fisheye lens that's going to be a little different than if you're using your iphone gotcha or versus a red camera mm. So there's that information, um, and then talking to the vendors uh, when you outsource some of the shots and seeing how the progress they've already made for those shots, and then reviewing it with the directors or your supervisor, and it just it's quite a long process. Wow, that's crazy. So was it more? Was it kind of almost uh, project managing? Like like making sure that like every things you outsource like everyone stayed on point the shot yep. the, what needed to get done was getting done even though you weren't physically making the the composites and all that right okay and people burn out people kind of get nutty and uh, I can imagine it's honestly I think any kind of managerial position is babysitting sure oh yeah so just making sure everyone's cool yeah and one well, especially yeah. dealing with all the uh the budgets and the timeline the deadlines and like everything like you know tensions running super high especially in the film world like you know everyone like look we need there's so much money being spent like we have to get done at this point and everyone's looking to you to like hey did these shots done let's go come on come on come on yeah, i can see why it would be an easy burnout right yeah. and i think i was Hanging out with you when you got the email that they were delaying the theatrical release. Were we playing that zombie? I think we were thing? at the <laughs> zombie thing. I think we were at uh, the Midwest Independent Film Festival because I think I remember we were getting into the car oh. and you checked your phone and you went fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. This is for Cloud Atlas or for Jupiter Ascending. Jupiter Ascending. Okay. It was supposed to come out. Um, summer 2014. Okay. It did not come out until February 2015. Yeah, it was an early uh, quarter one release, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to honestly ask you, what did you think of the movie? As a whole. Yes, as a whole. Not one of my favorites. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen it, so I, I don't. Netflix it. <laughs> I mean, really, you're already paying for that service, so <laughs> I, I would Netflix it. I think visually stunning. Sure. Um, I remember early on, like, you had talked about, I think you'd mentioned, like, there's some really unique shots, and it, like, that were really cool concept-wise with, like, the rocket shoes, mm-hmm. which sounds, I hate the using the words rocket shoes, but I saw that in the trailer <laughs> and stuff like that, but it, it sounded really interesting. And how they would anti gravity. Sorry, um. anti gravity um, rocket boots. Rocket shoes, Doug. Anti gravity so rocket boots. Uh, um, and which I think is pretty cool. And uh, um, and I think yeah, some of the shots it was like it looked like a Wachowski film, which was you know very visual, heavy on the visuals for that sort of stuff. And there's some nerd nerd fun like uh, spoiler alert. There's one shot where they're fighting, and one of the bad guys is camping. Out. like and I mean it's just it was really fun and so if you play video games you're like oh I know exactly what's happening <laughs> so it's like those are some things like that yeah. um, but story wise not my cup of tea sure uh, but visually it, it's a feast for the eyes right that's good. <laughs> I can speak I love to that. the department I worked on that's, that's the kind of testimonial you want on the poster visually it's a feast for the eyes Pam Austria. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I think I might go see this movie. That's when you would see, like, on the TV, they flash it back, dot, 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 a feast for the eyes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the score is really good, too. <laughs> good, good. I'm um, glad. But, so I was going to th- say. I got to ask, does Sean Bean die in it? Do of course really he does. Of course he I have to assume he dies. He does not. That's false. You're messing with me. No, no. Truth. Does I something very bad happen to him, or like part of his soul might die? Because uh, there's an aspect of him that has to, contractually, he has to die. I mean, there's some sort of, like, betrayal. See, okay, good but, enough, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, but he doesn't die. He does some not. Of, some of his happiness there, There's dies. also redemption. Okay. Hmm. I feel like I feel like it's not a real movie Stre- for Sean Bean unless he dies. He's stretching his acting chops. I like this. Can you play alive for two hours? Let's just give him a shot. He's like, wait, I don't die in this? I want to be in this movie. Sign me up. Sign me up. I'm not dead. Hey, Sean, there's been some rewrites. Uh, did you get the new sides? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Sorry. No. All right. We're you promised me. Me. Let's set it up. I quit. <laughs> yeah, you quit. You're going to quit this life. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Worst director in the world. <laughs> Wait, did you just threaten me? No. Yeah, you're going to quit this life. Yeah, like in the scene. Wink, wink. <laughs> what? Did you get to meet the Wachowskis? Wachowskis? Um, Is it Wachowski or Wachowski? Did I screw Wachowski. Shit. Wachowski. Mm-hmm. Justin 2, Doug 0. <laughs> <sighs> as soon as I said that, I'm like... I think I said it wrong. <laughs> I saw I read Pam's face and Pam's like, mm, he didn't say it right. I was like, fuck. <laughs> Wachowski, got it. Did uh, you get to meet them? I actually work very closely with them. That's awesome. Nice. Super duper nice yeah, people. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh my gosh. Like very understanding, um, very friendly. Um, the So in the industry, we'll do these Friday Fivers. Uh, I mean, initially it was a meat raffle. Uh, because some people were from... A like, meat raffle? Yeah. 
some of the departments were from Australia and New mm-hmm. Zealand and rugby players. So you throw in five bucks or like one, whatever. You get your tickets. Your money goes in or your tickets go in. And then if your number is drawn, you can get up to 15 pounds of high quality meats. What? And I it was need awesome. to work in the movie industry. <laughs> Just for that. Just it was, for that. It's really awesome. Um, and then when it wasn't the meat raffle anymore, it was you throw in your five bucks and everyone else might do that as well. And on Fridays at five o'clock, you draw a number and whoever wins gets the entire pot. Oh, oh that's nice. Cool. Yeah. And so every now and then there would be a few extra perks like um, courtside bulls tickets oh, cool. or something else. Oh, that's yeah. really fun. That's, awesome. that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And they were really friendly when uh, I happened to win early on courtside tickets. And I just freaked out and ran over and started hugging them. And I'm mid-hug. And I was like, should I be doing this right now? Like, I, can't, I can't take it back. And I've already done one. I have to hug both. Might and just as well embrace it, it, literally. Okay. Just going to that. And they were really as elated as I was. That's awesome. That's cool. With with people, because I got to uh, the, the, the types of films that they do are very... Um, very high level, high concept films. Like it's very, you know, the matrix and cloud, like it's very either thought provoke. Like there's a lot that's going on in cloud Atlas. And then with like the matrix, there's just a lot of different layers to it. And there's very big overarching themes and their movies seem to be these giant things. What is it like to work that close with people who their brains have to work differently? Like they have to like to be creative on that level is just a whole different way of thinking. Like what is, did you notice like, a difference working with them than with uh, any other directors or uh, creatives that you've worked with in the industry? Um, more about what they want creatively. Uh, so working with some other directors, it's practicality. And yeah, there's the aspect of being creative, but they are more aware of their restraints. And with the Wachowskis, it's we're going to push as far as we can go and keep asking for it until there's far too much too much pushback. And I like that because it's pressing the envelope, and that's how we have innovation and new ideas. Does it always work? I don't know. Right. Um, but you have to give it a try. Well, I mean, they pretty much invented bullet time. And right, like yeah. The 360s sort of like viewing in slow motion while something's happening. I mean, they set the stage for that sort of stuff and that sort of camera work. So, yeah. like, regardless of, like, whether you say, I know some people are like, ah, they're grace periods out on the stuff that they do. They're pushing the boundary on concept and uh, visual effects, I feel like, which is, I think, is pretty cool. Yeah. Unfortunately, the stories don't always, like, don't always hit home. But, you know. They're incredibly smart. Oh, it, I, it, I imagine they'd have to be. <laughs> it's, oh, man, reading the script sometimes it's like, oh my god! I, Is it just I need like the really dictionary. Th- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and really thick and like not in a bad way, but like just there's just so much content in it. I'm assuming. I mean, it makes you feel stupid yeah. sometimes. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't do enough in high school. Yeah, I don't know enough multisyllabic words. Or and some of these are like actual terms. Oh gosh, like something that you would use in architecture, and that's just a term they know off the wow. top of their head. Yeah, and then uh, I don't know. It's they're incredibly smart, and I remember reading an early version of the Jupiter Ascending script, 
And I, I don't know, in the first 50 pages, it took me two hours because I had to stop all the time and <laughs> wow. look up a new word. God bless you, because I always tell myself, Doug, take the time to look up the words. But I'm always like, nah, we'll just go forward. I don't know what the context is. I'll use of this context is. clues. I'll try to use context clues. Yep. And, uh, I just need to look it up. <laughs> well, I didn't know if it was a VFX term. Sure. Oh. Or like, or a, a real word, the... a made up word in, in the universe. <laughs> like, you know, Harry Potter, there's all these new words. Sure. That... Right, yeah. That's actually a fair point. Yeah. So it's like, oh my God, I, I can't show up and <laughs> what take What the hell is a drooble? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is that a real word? Did they make that up? All right. <laughs> yeah. Like, you should have seen my notebook. Just all these words. I'm like, okay, this is VFX. This one's a real word. This one's in the world of this story. It was a lot. That's so funny. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool, though. (laughs) So in the vein of uh, visual effects and movies, I thought the fun topic would be for this week to talk about uh, movies that we've watched that we either find um, have, like, great special effects or have survived the test of time. And then also some of those movies that have kind of, like, because of the visual effects, we're like, wow, this movie kind of, it died on me. Right. Now, are we talking about, like, practical effects, or are we talking about computer, both. like, I think CG? both. Okay. Just special effects, I think, can can be, you know, both either, you know, the computer generated or practical. Because cool. one, one of my favorites is more practical than anything like okay. that. So, Pam, if you'd like to guest start us honor. off, guest of honor. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> I would also, I, visual effects does fall under special effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, special effects is more, like you were mentioning, practical uh, explosions and things that um, actually occur on set. Okay. Visual effects is digital. Um, so what you're saying is Pam one Doug zero is what you're just saying. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm five. hearing. Point <laughs> um, <laughs> You get, hey, you uh, get a Doug, You, you said it wrong again. <laughs> You can get a participation trophy. <laughs> but, but VFX, I don't want it. it does fall under special sure. effects. Absolutely. So, so special effects is like the large umbrella. And then under that, you've got VFX, practical effects. Like, is that? Generally, yeah. Like, that's just, so, okay. No so one likes to spe- show off, Justin. No, I'm not trying to show off. I'm trying to get clarification. <laughs> so when we move forward with this topic, we're not just talking out our asses. And you can combine. Because Wayne will call us out. <laughs> we have a super fan, Wayne, who just oh, picks really? apart. He fact checks us. He fact checks us. So, it's, so it's, I want to make sure that we get it right so yes. I don't have to hear it from him. <laughs> Shout out to Wayne. Hi, Wayne. Um, let's see. Special effects and visual effects can work hand in hand. Okay. So like if you see an explosion, it might not be as gigantic as it sure. would be until visual effects comes in. Good Got point. it. Okay. Awesome. Right. So start us off. Which one? Well, do you have a, one that you think is in the good category? That's really... Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sounds like she got a lot of bad ones. <laughs> I mean, chronological... Let's start back in time. Uh Jumanji. Okay. I I think that's good, especially for the time. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing for the time. Like that. I don't know if you guys remember, but I, I remember bits and pieces. Of oh, it. yeah. Actual animals. I'm like, oh, my gosh. They're right here. It's really not Robin Williams in a jungle. You know, <laughs> but I believed it. The sure. monkeys terrified me as a kid. Those, mo- those knife thrown monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> did not like that. Yeah, Very was, well done, enough to make me believe it as a kid. There was definitely something about that that I remember I got, uh, I was old enough to know better, but I still got nervous about it because the, the game, the the board game seemed very sinister. Right. Like, when, especially when the kid tried to cheat and like it turned him into a monkey. And right. I was like, oh my God. 
let's get serious. <laughs> Bad things can happen. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. That that had some great... I don't remember too clearly about it, but I do remember that. It, do, do you think it's, it's, it stands the test of time? Like, if you were to rewatch it now, would it still be pretty decent? Um, I think so. Yeah. Some parts of it would... Maybe not as much. Sure. But if you think about... Uh, oh, God. Shoot, I'm brain farting on it. It's the monkeys rise up and... Planet of the Apes? Yes. But the more modern ones. Oh, yeah. That's the one you... Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. That was going to be yeah. one of mine. Uh, one of my... Amazing. Like, the motion capture on it and the design on the, uh, the apes is fucking phenomenal. Like, hands down, one of my favorite movies. Just visually, I was like, holy shit. This is like real. Like this is <laughs> unbelievable what they're doing. Of course, Andy Serkis is a goddamn genius, yeah. both acting and directing and otherwise. And he's pretty much per- perfected the motion capture industry as far as that stuff goes. And I, I saw that movie I think three or four times in theaters. I still have yet to see it. Oh, I, I know. So I and it's shame on me because I really want to see it. It blew my mind because I can only imagine how long it took for them to make that movie. Like as far as you know, adding the textures of the gorillas and the mm. apes and everything like that i mean it's in, it's in, it's incredible mm-hmm. and oh so good such a good movie it's one of the best i concur yeah all right it's in you better watch it, justin i know i i just did and it's fantastic good. I'm glad you and, yeah it was amazing <laughs> amazing if we want to take it back we're going old school mm-hmm. like an old fool because we're so cool we're gonna go jurassic park oh yeah 100 percent. i i was thinking about that today i'm like that one I feel like that was definitely more practical effect. I mean, they they utilized puppets super heavy, so I don't know how much actual like computer graphics they did on that. But I, either way, like enough to where it was not like it didn't stand out. Like, oh, that's fake. Like it it definitely held my and I think it holds up too. Oh, I just watched it recently, and even the stuff with CG, I'm like, yeah, that like you know it's CG, but it's not like wow, this is taking me out of the story, right? Like you watch it, and you're like, damn, that's still good now. Like, and what was that, ninety three, ninety four? I think it was ninety three. Yeah, yeah. And that was like mind blowing, even at that time. Yeah. But Spielberg also did a good job yeah. of meshing just the animatronics. Well, he's, as well as, he's he himself is just a genius too. Like yeah. when it comes to anything like that, yeah, he's every movie he's done. I think he's excelled at at that. That movie scared the shit out of me when I first saw it. Did it scared the shit out of me? I would have been what ten. The Raptors. Well, just oh my god, I, I, there was so much tension in that. Like when the when the storm comes. And like this, like all of a sudden, Nedry is. <laughs> Doug didn't get scared of the dinosaurs. The storm. Well, well <laughs> oh, what are they going to do? The tension buildup was so good, and then like you know, it, there, you didn't see all these dinosaurs. It's classic to Jaws. You're not seeing it, you know. And then, right, right. Then all of a sudden, they're at the Tyrannosaurus Rex paddock, and then you hear the thump, and you see the water jiggling, and all of a sudden, you see the light claw, you know, tearing down the 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 cables, and all of a sudden, there it is. It's like fuck. There it is. And then you see Jeff Goldblum. And then you see Jeff Goldblum there. Just laying there, shirt open, <laughs> abs, <laughs> talking about chaos theory. Man. <laughs> Terrifying that was movie. The scariest part. Scary. Was scary movie. Did not like that. And the fr- I didn't realize that uh, Samuel L. Jackson died in it either. Like when. Yeah. I didn't realize that was his arm that comes down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was always just like, wait, what happened to Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, he's dead. And how'd they get an arm? I was Where'd like, that I don't from? understand what happened. Yeah. It was kind of unclear to me as the 10 year old self was like, I don't get it. Where'd he go? <laughs> he did. He died. <laughs> Kids, spoiler alert Sam Jackson died. Sorry, dies. he's dead. Sam Jackson went the way of Sean Bean. Respect. (laughs) 
Pam, you got another good one? Um, Keeping it old, The Abyss. Oh, yes. Ooh, yes. James Cameron at his finest, in my opinion. That's some good shit right there. That was incredible. I think ILM um, pioneered that. And that was really early on for water effects. Yeah. yeah. What, what what year did that movie come out? In the 80s, I it was want to in the say. 80s. 88, maybe? Yeah. And it was... That's a solid... Oh, man. Like when they're in the miniature submarine pods. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they're in there. Oh, damn. And that little water creature that comes out. And it's like, what? And mimics their faces. Yes. 89. 89. Jesus. It was like the same year as Die Hard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I just, I'm just looking at some of the stills on like it. Yeah, absolutely. It it, it was amazing. Like what they were able to do with that movie. And even the director's cut where they have the oceans like rise up uh, as if in the, cause he, Ed Harris meets with the aliens. The aliens are going to destroy the world. Because they're like, you guys are basically not worth it because you tried to kill us, and who are we kidding? And Ed Harris tries to convince him not to, because this wasn't in the theatrical release. So you see the oceans, like these giant tidal waves, come up oh, that's awesome. on the beaches and stuff, and everyone's like, oh my god, but then they freeze, and they don't go, and then Ed Harris convinces them not to do it, and then they just recede. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, man. I want to see yeah. that. I want to watch now. that one. Right? Yeah, it was a really cool ending where I'm like, whoa, this is way cooler to have, like, they're like, ah, fuck you guys, you're not worth it. Yeah. We'll just start oh. over or whatever. And, and Eric's like, no! <laughs> Please Love! Don't. We have potential. I don't know. He does, like, the ending to Fifth Element or something that explains why he, needs, <laughs> why he loves them. You know? He's like, I love you. I need you. Tell me why you need me. Because <laughs> I love you. And he kisses him and then they stopped the asteroid from crashing into Earth. Man, the director's cut of the abyss was weird. Yeah, right? <laughs> makes sense, right? Totally. Did we, I feel like you just did Armageddon there, too. <laughs> Fifth Element is also Armageddon. <laughs> um, Armageddon? What do we think of that one? It's a, it's, I feel like that rose a line between, between good and like... Nah. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah. Um, visually, it's not bad. There's a lot of explosions. I recently watched it on TV again, yeah. and when they're skimming across the asteroid in the spaceship, it does look a little janky. I'm like, mm, mm, uh-oh, you guys might have dated yourself right there. But you watched it on TV? Yeah. That might be a little different. Okay. The TV experience, uh, because it might not be able to keep up with the like the actual, like was it a Blu-ray or That's just something fa- on? No, it was like on like TBS or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Okay, Maybe. I didn't. I I never considered that. I Low thought they potty. just took that into account as they broadcast it. Damn one, Justin Zero. <laughs> I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give that one. That yeah. was a good one. That's very true. That's why you don't watch shit like The Dark Knight on TNT. Bullshit. Look, when you're vacuuming and there's nothing. <laughs> <going on. laughs> Look, when Lord of the Rings is on all day on TNT. What, are you gonna not watch it? You have to watch it if you're bored or whatever. Harry it's Potter like, marathons. It's guys eight movies. You know it's. Thanks, ABC family. Um, I think another good one for me is um, Mad Max Fury Road from a more recent one. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hot damn. Like, I remember seeing the still, like, the comparison between, like, the non visual effects and the real stuff, and it was, like, pretty goddamn close, other than, of course, the fire tornado, which, you know, wasn't real. But, I mean, they did such a good job of capturing the real environment to then just add. <sighs> You know whatever effects around it, and I thought that was so yeah. freaking amazing. Yeah, seeing how uh, how impressive that was, and just like damn. So that movie makes him just be like, "Fuck me, man!" 
That's good filmmaking right there. One that was more recent that I actually struggled with, um, and it was weird because it was in the middle of a whole bunch of other like ones that were in the same genre, was uh, The Avengers 2. There was something about that movie, effects-wise, where I just did it. It took me out of it, and I felt like they were lazy with it. Hmm. And I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it, but I just felt like it was... Do you have a specific part or scene? Ultron. Just Ultron in just general? Just Ultron in general. I, I never for a minute believed that he was on screen. Hmm. Huh. I don't know. So that's just my two cents. <laughs> no, like... That's actually an interesting point. Because, obviously, Ultron is CG. But... I I felt like he was. I'm glad you confirmed that for me because I didn't know. Don't be Don't. a dick. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I know. I know. I, I see. I think I understand what you're saying. Like with with the motion capture that we have, like you know, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. We're like, all right, cool. I can tell these are like your brain starts to go to the gray area whether or not you're watching CG apes right. or real apes. And Ultron's like, yep, that's Ultron. He is not. There, right? I just yeah. For some reason, <laughs> it's it a just guy in stilts. Uh, obviously, you know that uh, you know you're you're watching it and going, oh okay. I can kind of see what you're saying. And the robots and stuff like that. Yeah, it's weird though because like the other movies uh, in the in the Marvel franchise, mm-hmm. I've just been like, yeah, fine, whatever. I get but it. That one really got that you. That one for whatever reason just took me right out of it. So there's that aspect that pulls you out, but then, and is it that jarring? When you realize, okay, this is not real. It makes me work to put myself back into it. Like, I actually have to try to, like, consciously go unconscious to it. And does it affect you if you actually think, okay, well, Robert Downey Jr. isn't actually wearing an Iron Man suit right now? Right. That I've never, that I've always been able to buy into. Like, for me, the the look of it has always been... Uh, good enough to where like I just uh, in my my brain will l- let go the fact that that is CG and will say oh he's wearing an Iron Man suit, but for some reason the uh, the character of Ultron was just like fake. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. I don't I I don't know why. Like I need to watch that again. Yeah, I, I, interesting. Because yeah. to go, I'll go into a bad movie. Alien Three was one of the ones I I had never seen. Of. Alien Three. That movie. Is not good. Okay, it's a guilty pleasure uh, for multiple reasons. A lot of it production. Uh, I think uh, David Fincher directed it, um, but the original director dropped out, and they brought him in five weeks before they were going to start shooting, and the story changed a billion times, and it was it was a giant disaster. But it was the first time that the alien creature they had a digital version of it. Oh, interesting. And this was in like early 90s mm. so it looked like absolute dog shit yeah. and it was completely not scary like was there what was the was there like a big like famous scene like i can't i can't even remember alien 3 it well the, the scene you're probably thinking of is there's a part where sigourney weaver with her head shaved is she's up against the wall with her face turned towards the camera and like the alien comes like right up next to her and a little second mouth comes up to get her that's that one and yeah okay and then it. It, it goes away and leaves her alone okay it's you know, pretty pretty terrifying but the the close-up scenes are great because that's someone in a suit but they'll do a lot of like you know farther away shots where it's like on the ceiling or something and it's clearly a shitty 90s representation of this alien and it's like immediately you're like well that's not scary anymore right right like that's just a digital representation and it's so unfortunate because even back then it wasn't good and it's even worse now yeah i just watched it recently i was like fuck god damn it (laughs) <laughs> this movie's bad enough as it is, 
And you add that on top of it. It's like, come on. That's just shitty. And I'm sure it was budget issues, and they didn't know how to work it at that time, how to make it maneuver the way that it probably should. It didn't look lifelike in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) And it's just like, because everything else about the, the movie was so gritty. They're on this prison planet where there's mm. they're smelting stuff. So like the the real aspects of it were so visceral. And then to go like, here's this turd on the ceiling, and you're like, and then it cuts to it like eating somebody, and you're like, God damn, that's horrifying. And it's like, it's like, oh god, it's so distracting. So it's very like, oh you're my in, god, you're, out, you're in, you're out. You're, it's yeah. so terrible, and it's like someone's just like, we've got this CG technology, we should use it. <laughs> Let's do it, guys. Might as well throw it in this movie, too. And it's like, ah, come on. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It still bugs me. That's the movie you watch on TBS at yes. 2 a.m. Yes. That's exactly what it is. Okay. That's the kind of movie where you're like, okay, uh, you know, I'm doing other stuff today. Um, we can have this on in the background while I, you know, build a desk. <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know, as my normal Saturdays go. <laughs> yeah, or if, you know, I'm going to be, you know, you clicking on the old bandsaw to, you know, shore up some wood, you know, <laughs> have it on the background. You a know. lot of projects over there, man. That's I impressive. Do a I'm, a, I'm Mr. Fix-It. <laughs> uh, a trilogy that I... Don't say it. Yep. Don't say it. Oh, yep. boy. A trilogy that I uh, think can go die in a fire is Star Wars 1, 2, and 3. As far as effects go, mm-hmm. namely Star Wars three. Interesting, you yes. picked that one, and not picked, Phantom Menace. Yes, I picked three over Phantom Menace for multiple reasons, but one of the biggest ones is the lava fight at the end. Just fuck that shit, right all just all day. Fuck it. And then wasn't that the one too where she was at the smelting plant? Like no, in the that's giant the second one. Is that the second one? Yeah, that's all right. The second then they both are tied. They can both go fuck themselves. Like I, I can't. I can't with that. I still go back to the one thing where, like, they had the behind-the-scenes with Natalie Portman, and it was literally a completely blue set. And she was on a blue conveyor belt with blue Nerf things coming down on her. And at one point, she stops, turns to the director, and goes, is this a joke? She actually ah. questioned it. And I'm like, when your lead actress is going, mm, this doesn't feel right. Are you, are you serious right. right now? This is what we're doing? Right. I'm like... You may want to rethink it. Like, that's way too many visual. You did no practical effects. So it made the first three so endearing. Did that make the outtakes? Yeah. yeah. It was It was like why a deleted did, scene. Why did they purposefully... I, I don't know if they read think, it the same way. I was like, we're having fun on set. Right. Or someone was just like, <laughs> you know what? Just a disgruntled employee who was editing that. It's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm putting this in there. I'm calling this out. And Rise, it's fading out. You see a flash of something that says, help us. And then it goes to, <laughs> goes to <black. laughs> Yeah, no, it's for real. That was just, I, I, those three are t- complete garbage. That was one of the first times I would notice a CG environment. Like, as they would be walking down a, seat, a digital hallway, I'm like, there is a green screen <laughs> happening. They right. are not in this environment whatsoever. Right. And it's really off-putting for me now to see situations where you're watching a shot where you're like, that's a background because yep. I love it when I can't tell. Like when I see like the behind the scenes, I'm like, oh shit, that's all blue screen? Yeah. I didn't even know. That's so cool. But other times you watch that and you're like, we're walking down the hallway. Like, no, you're not. That's that's fucking false. Yeah. A lot of it takes place at Coruscant too, like when they're at the the Senate. All right. Or something like that. Like there's a part where like Mace Windu walks, he's like walking with Anakin or Obi-Wan. I'm like, fuck you and your environment. All of it. Burn it down. But specifically in Attack of the Clones, there's a part where Obi-Wan goes to some shitty diner 
to talk to some fat slob who's cooking all the food at the diner. And he comes out to talk to Obi-Wan. He's like, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And they go and they hug. And it is the weirdest thing because he's hugging this digital creature. And you can tell he's hugging a digital creature. (laughs) It is so weird. I love it. It's like... And it's, uh, it's. I feel like his arms are resting on nothing. He's doing this. Yeah, it's like you know, you see Hulk. You know, Chris Hemsworth fighting the Hulk in the Avengers. You know, there's someone in some sort of like big suit that he's holding on to, so it looks real. They didn't yeah. have that with this. He's just like, hey, fat slobby guy. And I feel Star like, hug. <laughs> just, and I think that's it's incredible for a lot of those actors to try and even do the best they can with that because I think. It may have even been Ian McKellen broke down either during The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings because there was so much green screen that he lost his mind. Oh, really? And he broke down and he was just like, I can't do this. There's nothing here. (laughs) (laughs) This is Sir Ian McKellen, one of the best actors out there. And he's just like, I just can't do this anymore. He had a mental breakdown. Yeah. Because there's just all this. You can only imagine so much. And you can even see in the outtakes for like the prequels for Star Wars, where you know Ian McKellen, Ian McKellen, Ian McGregor, or Ian McGregor was just like sitting there, like surrounded by green screens, like, all right, so you're fighting a robot, okay? And he's just gonna have his arms are gonna split into four arms, and he's gonna have four lightsabers. And when you see that scene in the movie, the guy goes, you know, General Grievous goes, and then he like does this little flare, and Obi Wan doesn't even flinch because there's nothing there for him to react to, so he just goes. Cool, let's fight. That's like timing's all off. Like, what is going on? Well, to that um, effect, I want to. <laughs> um, there's an, a thing called previs, previsualization, and it's um, an early rendering of what the director's uh, image of the scene is going to be. So everyone, all the boots on the ground, knows like it, the cinematographer knows, okay, this is how we want it to look. Uh, the people who will be doing the visual effects later know this is the kind of scope of work that we have to deal with. And the actors know, okay, as I'm on this gimbal kind of surfing, I'm supposed to be surfing lava. And it's supposed <laughs> to look like this. Okay. So everyone, it's kind of like um, uh, a moving comic book. Sure. For them to know what's happening. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the renderings of like the, the concept art sort right. of. Uh, but I think I actually I think I remember seeing you and uh, Chris Charles like drawing your sort of like storyboard mm-hmm. stuff to be like the head will then turn here and then right. you will see this and this is what the shot will look like so that you, you, you kind of have an idea also like just not only like you said for the cinematographer but then the director and everyone will understand all right cool this is what the shot's going to look like. And is it true that guys are constantly doing this all the time on, on the set, like to get the idea? Yeah. The, the old. Yep. This is a good visual there bit for so the you podcast. So can get a nice little. This is what we're gonna see when you put like, you do your L for to know which way's left. Yes. On both hands. Yes. And then you flip it. I was like, how, so I, how can I rectangle? how can I explain this? Yeah. There you it's, go. It's making the rectangle be like, this is what we're gonna see in the shot. Mm-hmm. That that happens a lot. That's not just a myth. No, it's real. Pam's <laughs> face was so sad. <laughs> this is, no. Yeah, that's the thing. It's real. Yeah. No, I, I in, in so I to your point, I'm sure they had some sort of previs for all these shots so these guys, you know, all these actors would understand what's well, going on. Well sometimes be. and other times it's just happening on the fly. Okay. And you have to use your own imagination and it's like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah. <laughs> like, 
I don't understand. <laughs> um, and it's really interesting. And sometimes you'll get the footage, and we still don't know what we're supposed to render in the shot. Okay. Oh, shit. That... Yeah. And it's wow. like, uh, what? Wow. Um, but it's because everyone's really busy. Sure. And so. <laughs> Look, guys, well, they're busy. Okay. But yeah, and you get to the point where you're like, all right, so this is a reshoot, and we had to change this part up what is supposed to be in the background and they're seated seated on a chair but not because it floats so what way do you want to see this and so there's a lot of discussion and you see the original footage and you actually can draw on it which is kind of neat oh that's cool yeah so um you see the movie and it's kind of like having ms paint (laughs) um over it and it's Interesting because we're working with the directors directly, but we're having a vendor in, say, London working on the shot. Obviously, we're not going to fly there mm-hmm. to talk to them all the time about it. Right. So you're using a program to both look at the same exact moment of the movie at the same time, and you're drawing on it and oh, talking wow. on the speakerphone, trying to figure it out, but interpreting the director's message because they're busy working with sound or some other department. And so you can't fuck it up because that's money and time. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's interesting. I would, I would give anything just to sit in on one of those calls. Like, I'm sure that is one of the most, like, interesting trying to relate that, like, over the speakerphone on, like, some sort of a screen sharing service. Like, that's got to be such an, like, well, not only that, but you can say for Star Wars or something that they're working on, they're like, cool, I understand this universe. But what about, an, you know, Jupiter Ascending? Jupiter Ascending. Where you're just like, you've never seen this on film before. Exactly. Or we don't know what this world is. So it's like, all right, so this guy floats, okay? And he kind of looks like you're trying to describe what he looks like. Here's the concept art, but he's going to be floating here. And this is what he's going to have these little propulsion things. He's going to have rocket boots, okay? And these rocket boots are going to take him up. Anti-gravity boots. No, they're rocket boots. And he's going to be <laughs> flying. And it's like, I can only imagine what it's like to explain the physics of that to right. someone who's like, all right, so I'm looking at this. I see a guy wearing ping pong balls. All right, so what do you want me to do? I'm like, <laughs> where's it going? I don't understand. Or There's the, so many ways you could take it, too. Like, sure. literally, you got you to do it in a motion capture suit with a green screen behind him. You're like... I can do anything to this. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, well, that one actually was neat. Um, we had yeah on a green screen, but with inline skates mm-hmm. and built oh, ramps. Oh, so that was neat. And then at some point, we also had our stunt doubles hang from helicopters <laughs> uh, and flew them around Chicago. That took a little convincing, but it worked <laughs> out, and it was pretty neat. I have to watch this movie just yeah. for these That's shots. So now. cool. It was pretty neat. Uh, wow. But then there are aspects where like one of the characters, she has a tattoo on her face mm-hmm. that constantly moves. Ah, okay. And so, yeah, we want a floral design. All right. There's a million floral designs that you can <laughs> right, do. Right, yeah. And you could say, okay, I want it to be daisies. And then you see it and you're like, oh, this kind of sucks. Can we do something else? Right. But you don't know until you actually implement it. And then there's a lot of man hours and time. You just gotta wow. wait and see. Jeez, that is, I, I just never even considered all all of that. That would because yeah, like if you're gonna like if you have someone that is literally drawing the tattoo like out, then it, it could be anything. And yeah. I'm sure the director's got one very specific like this is what it needs to be. And how many times do you get it back? And you're just like, nope, try it again. Nope, try it again. Well, it's interesting because I on the DVD extras for episode three. That's the only one of the prequels that I own. 
there was a 45-minute segment that talked about how in 30 seconds of film, all the different departments that went into making that 30 seconds of them on the lava planet fighting. And it blew my mind. Like, after a while, I was like, Jesus Christ, how long is this this extra? And I was like, this is 45 minutes. All these different departments. And they're like, this is what happens for the entire movie. This is how much goes into 30 seconds. And I was like, mind. And he still came up with that garbage. He did, unfortunately. It just makes you think of Star Fox. Remember? <laughs> was it Super Nintendo? And yeah. you're like, oh my God, it's a lava level. Right? It's so 3D. <laughs> That's so the 90s. It's like polygons and like, you know, everything like that. It's like, ah, they just like, we have to use it because it's a new technology. Right. Like, okay. We must implement. Yes. We can't be left behind. Uh, I have another terrible one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the Shawshank Redemption. Absolutely dog shit. (laughs) I disagree. My wife is going to have your head. Are you so kidding you know. me? Mm-hmm. Tell me one good visual effect thing about that. You talking about rain. The, the lightning? Yeah, the rain when he comes out of the you know five football fields of shit and comes out the other side clean. Yep. And know that, but the special effects of him crawling through that there's shit stuck to the side of the pipe as he's crawling through it. Wouldn't that just be set design though? Is that visual effects? Pam, back me up. on Visual this. effects is in much more things than you know. Oh. Anytime you see a a gunfire. Muzzle flare, muzzle flash. Well, yeah, yeah, that. I mean, that's not real, right? Um, screens on like TV or something else, not real. That's fair. Um, often, any kind of rain. There's a little bit of practical rain, mm. but usually not. Lighting is even augmented, or like people's outfits, their hair, and whatever. So, yeah, I disagree with you there. But, right. you know. Well, it was a completely a joke that completely went awry. <laughs> I, was really, I was really hoping you guys would look at it and go, there's no special effects in that oh, movie. Oh, no. I was yeah. like, you want to you wanna try oh, and I lay love a, that movie. So yeah. oh, I was like, you yeah. want to lay a trap? Let's play in it. <laughs> Fair enough. I love looking at Doug and he's like. Mm. I'm sitting there going, I know what you're doing. Yeah, I know. We're going to tear it down. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Thank you for yes-ending that, Doug. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. <laughs> hey, I backed you up. Sure. What? <laughs> you said it was a truth. I took it as a truth. Oblivion is one, though. That Tom Cruise movie. I've never seen that one. I haven't either, but I watched it. A... <laughs> I heard it was good. No, no, but I watched it. That wasn't even a joke, and that landed. <laughs> and like, Wait, as good or bad? No, it's good. Um, because, and there's but you one... haven't seen it. Well, I, I watched... <laughs> Yesterday, I actually watched a, uh, a, um, uh, a short um, documentary on part of one of the visual effects that they did, or a... a um, What's the word I'm looking for? A, uh, um, oh my god, I'm, I'm brain farting now on words now. Um, Behind the scenes, a nope. featurette. Nope. A... a technique they used. Okay. One of the visual effects techniques, and so in the movie, uh, there's this uh, a- apartment, I guess, that is like really high up in the sky, and it sits on top of like a needle, right? And so they were like, you know, they were talking about how to build this and how to, you know, get the actors into the the you know, imagining they were up there. And so what they did is they went to a uh, a mountaintop and they just rolled like super high um, uh, high res footage of clouds rolling and rolling out, sunsets, sunrises, uh, different weather patterns, stars, moon. They, they got everything they could possibly think of, and then they uh, hung a uh, LED projector. Oh, they wow. they had it encompass the apartment set, and then they projected that on there. So it looked if you were standing there truly looked like you were standing in the clouds because wow. you had this high res 360 
image of you being in the clouds with all sort, and they could pull up whatever weather condition, whatever um, you cool. know, uh, yeah, whatever condition they wanted. And they had uh, some of the actors talking, and Tom Cruise, to Ian McKellen's point, he was just like, it really helps because you're not just standing there going, I think it's this, you know, mm-hmm. like how windy is it? How bright is it? Sure. And the other thing they said is that it helps lighting because you can actually, with the LED screen around, you can actually make it look like a sunset is hitting their the actor's skin. Cool. And it gives it a very warm glow. It was, and I the movie got panned mm-hmm. critically, and that's why I never saw it. But <clears throat> now I'm like, I kind of want to see it just for... That's really cool. Like, I've never heard of that, that technique before. It was, I, I got to give him credit. That's really impressive. Yeah. I suggest you guys watch it. Yeah? Oh, it was watching. enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. I like Tom Cruise movies most of the time, honestly. I, the I, new Jack Reacher coming out. Edge of Tomorrow? Very <laughs> Jack <it>. Reach Around. <laughs> That's what I always think. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally different movie. I can hear that. That's the porn version. <laughs> Sorry. I can never like share that without thinking it and oh laughing. Oh my god. That's gonna be the name of this this episode. Jack Reach Around with Pam Austria. Oh god. Oh, I love it. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, did you did you have one that was really bad man, that you want to talk about? Uh Really bad. Uh, oh, can I actually say one more good one? Yeah, say yeah. whatever you want. Gravity. I okay. Have, I haven't seen that one, but I heard I, it's one of those movies where people are like, you should really see it in 3D. I know you saw it in 3D. I right? went and saw it in IMAX 3D. Ooh. That yeah. was fucking awesome. It's it's really good, and you could do some behind the scenes and watch what is actually just green screen. I mean, obviously, it's a movie that takes place in space and in spaceships. That wasn't practical. Yeah. So it's really right. neat out. And the vendor or the company that did all these effects are super awesome and really cool. And it's double negative, And I will shout out to them. Nice. Any day of the week. They're That's very so cool. talented folks. That's awesome. Uh, so that one is just amazing. It's really great. I, heard, well, I remember hearing them like... People felt like, holy shit, uh, they feel like they're watching someone in space in 3D. And that's where I look forward to 3D movies where they actually yeah. make you... Oh, yeah, that one, I got a knot in my stomach. Because yeah. you don't like heights either. The, oh, I hate heights. Yeah, yeah. So, and so this is a great movie to go see in 3D. My <laughs> wife's like, let's see it in 3D. I'm like, okay, I guess. <laughs> Hold my hand. That's awesome. <laughs> no, but uh, there, there was the one of the opening shots is them doing a spacewalk, and they're repairing uh, part of the spaceship. Sure. And... Um, there's there's a, a scene where Sandra Bullock's character is coming out on this like mechanical arm, and you see it's a far shot, and you see her, and then you see the Earth behind her, Oof. and you can see the depth of how far away she is from the Earth, and I'm like, oh god, <laughs> I don't like anything about this. It was yeah, but it I mean, t- to its effect, it it worked like that yeah. was the what they were going for with the effect, and they nailed it, it's absolutely amazing. nailed it, yeah. Oof. Huge. Yeah. Same thing with Everest. Yeah, I saw that in IMAX 3D, and yeah. that was again. Same. I was. They did a great visual effects, and that were amazing. Mm-hmm. For for one second, I never thought that we were not at the top of Everest. That's always really important to have that in the movie, where it's like, yeah, you really truly need to be able to believe the characters or yeah. be believe where you are. Because Jill was always like, I'm like, do you want to watch Gravity? She goes, No. I'm like, Why? She goes, Sandra Bullock's not an astronaut. Because I don't believe for a second <laughs> that she's an astronaut. And I was like. You can't even suspend the disbelief. She's like, no, she's not an astronaut. Sandra Bullock's not an astronaut. I'm like, okay, I guess that <laughs> solves that debate. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I can't remember what her character was. 
Wasn't she like not a real astronaut? She was like one of those teachers who become astronauts kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe you could one sell it to her assholes. that way. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. a real one. Jill, she's she's an actress that plays an astronaut. <laughs> yeah, there you go. She's not a real astronaut. No. <laughs> Jill, she, they also didn't shoot it in space. Jill. Not in space. She's still alive. She's still alive. Well, she's Wait, so Sandra Bullock's not an astronaut, but she'll believe George Clooney is? I don't think she believed George oh, Clooney either. Okay. I don't think she believed either of them. She's like, okay. no, neither of them That's are astronauts. Fair, very fair question. <laughs> kind of like when Denise Richards was a scientist in that uh, James Bond movie. Everyone was like, nope, disagree. <laughs> Look, I get what you're going for. Look, yeah, Man. she's a Bond girl, but she sure she is not a scientist. <laughs> I'll just. Disp- There's invisible cars in this. There's a lot of crazy accidents. <laughs> she is not a scientist. What do you guys think of the Bond movies? Let's go there. <laughs> as far as oh, no, oh, tell me how to write. Yeah. That is on my bad VFX. Oh, nice. what do we got? Uh, Die another day. Okay. Was uh, that Bro- was that Bronson? Yeah. Okay. Brosnan. 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 Yeah. And uh, Bronson. When he- Charlie Bronson. <laughs> He's glacier surfing. Oh. oh. Yeah. You remember that? Like that was. What the hell? Oh, yes. Oh, there's so much of those that were bad. Uh, you know, I'll I'll even take the 60s Bond over the 90s Bond. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as VFX go. Because, like, they did they did what they had in the, the 60s. It's just got to look. You can tell what it was done in the 60s or 70s. Yeah. But with the 90s, like, man, they really tried to out. They outreached themselves. They were like, let's do this. And no one said, we almost have the technology, but we don't quite well, not only that, but that's just such a product of the 90s, too, where everyone's like, yay, everything's awesome. This is great. Action movies are fun. They're, you know, we're taking care of the terrorists. Like, everything's great. <laughs> Nothing bad could ever happen. And it's such a, it's such a product of, of that era. We're just, just so stupid, the stuff that he's doing. So I'm going to ride a motorcycle off a cliff and land in a plane. Totally happened. Totally nailed it. Nailed it. It's like, no. No. Could. Could happen. False. Dude, there was a dude who just jumped out of a plane and landed into a net. Yeah. No con- parachute. Okay, congrats. so it could happen. It could happen. It's true. It's oh, yeah. I did see that. And a again, 76-year-old woman was snatched out of a uh, nursing home by an alligator <laughs> and killed, an, killed by an alligator in South Carolina. First alligator death in South Carolina's history. So, so, did it, like, so again. the door? And she was like, walking <laughs> by a walking by a retain- gram. <laughs> Who is it? The mailman? The mailman. <laughs> uh, she was walking by a, a retention pond, and an alligator was like, Rawr! and that was it. So further proof that you could jump a motorcycle off a cliff into a plane. That's really why I'm, I'm backing up your argument. Is I what I'm feel saying. like that's what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Woman dies by alligator, bicycle into Bond plane. could, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously that math adds up. <laughs> yeah. Wayne, back us up on that. <laughs> there you go, Wayne. Fact check that one, Wayne. Yeah, Wayne, do the math on that. Was there something specific about Die Another Day? Is it just the, the Glacier one? like, Or is it just kind of all Bond movies? Or um, can you accept the other Bond movies? Uh, I mean, I think I... With Daniel Craig, it gets better. Yeah. It's more grounded in reality. Right. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, but... Still... <laughs> I mean, the most egregious scene, I think, was the glacier surfing. Yeah. Just brutal. Uh, it was really shitty. Yeah. I mean, he was a human in a video game. <laughs> yeah. Just essentially what it was. What a great way of describing it. Yeah. 
Press A, go to the left. Press A, go to the left. Like, where's the cheat code? <laughs> one of one of my favorite. It's terrible, but one of my favorite effects of all time. And I, I can't. I always struggle with like, remembering exactly what movie was it. Total Recall, mm-hmm. where Schwarzenegger at the end, where like the, he, he becomes, outside and his oh, head yeah. starts yeah. to like and yeah. his eyes bulge out. Yeah, <laughs> love that. Oh effect. yeah, I, that movie's been Again, on it's lately. Terrible. I watch but it's it and he's so just good. <laughs> yeah, it looks. It's something really disturbing about it, like <laughs> yeah. because it does look a lot like him. Well, it's the same thing that is it. Roger, who framed Roger Rabbit, yeah. played with some of the same things, yeah. and then uh, Indiana Jones. I feel like played like they yeah. all had that weird like it was around the same time when they were like let's fuck with people's like eyes coming out of their heads. Yeah, yeah. and it it looked relatively lifelike too. It wasn't like oh that's a dude wearing a mask. It's like Ugh. it's not real, but it seems real enough. Where you're like right. mm, I don't like this. Yeah, I don't like it at all. <laughs> that's yeah. on my list of so bad it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And then they even have that scene where he takes off his mask. Yes. And that's VFX, and it looks pretty swank yeah. for the time. Yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's so bad. It's so bad, good. it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. circled back around. I've got one that's so bad, it's, it infuriates me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it's Spawn. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yep. <sighs> yep. It's just, it was a wasted effort. On a property that is fucking awesome. Yeah, that was really rough, man. That was, we're like, well, we gotta use CG, guys, because this cape, <laughs> it's gotta be huge. You know, <laughs> it's gotta be amazing. It's like, it's gotta be so crazy. We're not gonna actually show him with the cape most of the movie because it's gonna cost a lot of money. And when you do show it, it's gonna look like shit. And we're gonna have this fucking clown that's gonna turn into some demon and it's gonna look like shit. Yeah. It's just, ugh, such a fucking mess. They really, it was everything about that. And when he went to hell at the end, like, just, <sighs> man. There's a lot of problems with that movie, but visual effects is definitely one of them. Martin Sheen has no business being in that movie. <laughs> John Leguizamo has no business being in that movie. Like, that was just, that was like, that was like, guys, Batman did well. This could be the next Batman. Martin Sheen's like, all right, cool, I'm in. I'm going to be the bad guy. And I was just always like, even back then, I'm like, what's he doing in this movie? <laughs> And John Luzama was like a hot comedy guy at the time. Like, he can be the clown. Right. I was just like, no, nothing about this is good. And it was like an hour and a half of garbage. That's when my disappointment in men started. Oh, was Spawn? <laughs> oh, jeez Louise. Ugh. That's, I, look, that's a, that's a good place for it to start. I mean, that's a big-ass letdown. Yeah. Big-ass letdown. God. Uh, so bad. Yeah. <laughs> There's the the one that I feel like it's funny because the I'm willing to accept the first it's a two parter the word I'm willing to accept the, the first one the second movie the sequel I felt like somehow I don't know if they had a lesser but usually they have more of a budget on a sequel this one I don't know if they just had lesser budget or they went eh, we will be fine it was Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation I the first one I was willing to accept even though it wasn't great no it the wasn't. second one was complete it looked like a student film Goro was hilarious in that movie in the yes. first one he's like I'm a puppet <laughs> all, f- all my arms move together <laughs> I'm not real his head just moves in really yeah. jerky motions he's like oh. yeah. it's claymation yeah <laughs> I think that's one where they're like it did okay right <laughs> so I think we could make a sequel <laughs> might be able to get away with this I think so. And somehow they were able to wrangle a theatrical release and someone was like, I told you we shouldn't do this. It's like, 
maybe we could. <laughs> Whereas nowadays, a lot of that stuff is like, we'll do direct to video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll do yep, that would have been a yeah. A video on demand that should have been that. That's where all those that or stuff. A lifetime comes movie. That was very much a lifetime movie. <laughs> I'm like, uh, was there romance in there? Pam's like, sure. I'm sure you can find some. Yeah, maybe. One of them was in love with one of them. Great, str- strong female characters. Obviously written at that time for that movie. <laughs> very strong female characters. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, just glowing endorsements up and down. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have so many uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation posters <laughs> you seriously in, wait. in my possession. It's like really crazy. Put that on the list for Pam. And, <laughs> um, and it's, Were you a fan of the movie? I don't know what to do with it. No, I actually came to acquire uh, several thousand movie posters from some guy who worked at a movie theater from mm-hmm. like the late 90s uh. to, to I don't know when, but we have been cataloging it. And it's like over 2,800 movie posters thus far and... Wow. It's nutty, but there's way too many Annihilation <laughs> I like how that one sticks out. Out of, out of 2,800, that's the one we have. Why do we have of. so many of these? <laughs> it's like, it, I wonder why. <laughs> no, what? I promise. It's going to be good, guys. It's going to be a hit. <laughs> it's like, we don't need them all. No. No. <laughs> We've got to get the word out about Annihilation. <laughs> I'll be kindling. That's how I can sell it. I like that. I bet you those go up super quick. <laughs> They're made from material from the 90s. So right. Sure <laughs> just flammable, just not good for the environment. Just Yeah, just don't breathe. It'll right. be fine. <laughs> Do you guys have any other bad ones? Oh, God, yeah. What do you got, Pam? So really, really bad or so bad it's good? Let's do really, really bad. Uh, the Mummy 2, Scorp- like the Scorpion King Returns. <laughs> oh, yes. my God. The Scorpion King looks like dog shit in that movie. Yeah. Just absolute horse shit. Yes. I don't, I don't know, know what, what happened. Oh, Jinx. There you go. <laughs> you got jinxed, motherfucker. Can I not talk? <laughs> no. It's like, this is going to be an awkward podcast. Do I owe someone a soda? What, what are the rules? <laughs> How do we do this? Are we doing junior high or high school rules? <laughs> What's the difference? One, you can't talk. One, you have to buy someone a soda. Oh. At least that was how it was. Junior high, like you had to walk on the whole day without talking. High school, we had some money, so you actually had to buy someone something. <laughs> eh. <laughs> Since we're on a podcast, maybe it'll be the soda thing. Yeah, we'll do soda. Oh, yeah, that one was so bad. Yeah, I'm, oh. I only saw that movie once, but I remember seeing screenshots of the Scorpion King like many years later and going, oh, man. What's going on? Like this is the big reveal. This is the Mummy Two, the Scorpion King. You see the Rock in the beginning, and then all of a sudden it's like, "Hello, I'm the Scorpion King," and he just looks so bad. Spot on. Thank you. That was a good Rock impression. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, fat Can you the smell rock? what the Rock is cooking? <laughs> mm. Yeah, it really didn't even look like <laughs> a little Yoda in there too. <laughs> My God, Dwayne's here. <laughs> Guys, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is here. When did you get here? Oh, just a little bit ago. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. It is, it's Fashion it's... Furious Nine's coming out soon. Hey, little... hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> little bobcat for another two. <laughs> guys, if anyone knows me, it's I nail impressions. This is it, Doug, the man of a thousand voices. <laughs> a thousand incorrect voices. <laughs> The man of, of voices. Yes, I do voices. <laughs> Not accurate at all. What other ones you got, Pam? Um, really bad. Oh boy. Mm, as much as <laughs> Matrix Reloaded. Yes. The Agent Smith battle. Yes. 
I was yeah. talking about the today at work where someone's like, yep. "Well, the Matrix ones are good." I'm like, "Not, not that battle yeah. because you can tell distinctly when Keanu Reeves is digital. Yep, mm-hmm. and you can also really tell now, especially nowadays, you can tell when Agent Smiths are are digital as yeah. well." Which is unfortunate because a lot of their fights are so good, like with their choreography and the wire work and everything like that. So when you see that, it's like, mm. it's like yeah. they're putty. Yeah, what they're happened? very. Yeah. It's very apparent now. When I first watched it, I'm like, this is cool. Oh, same thing. It had me. It totally had me sucked in. Yeah. But rewatching it recently, I'm like, don't like it. Yeah. Or the part where he's like jumping off the heads and he's like, almost like, yeah. boink, boink, right, yeah. boink, like the, the sound design. I'm like, mm, don't like it. Yeah. I- that's funny. I was talking about that earlier today, and I kept thinking about Mario, like Mario sounds. Like, I should be hearing that right now. Did you get a mushroom, some coins? I don't know. That happens sometimes where there's some really weird sound design in movies where I'm just like, whoa, what? Why did they choose this? Is this super comical all of a sudden? Like, why did we do that? Yeah. I don't get it. Is this cartoon? Right. What? 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 I don't get it. That's another one is Mario. Super Mario Brothers. Oh. Another John Leguizamo stinker. <laughs> Yeah, but that's kind of the, like so bad it's good. Like you don't, oh, your expectations yeah. aren't high. Yeah, Doug's were apparently. <laughs> that movie. Doug my looks heart. truly sad right now. I really wanted that movie to be good when I was younger, and I remember going to the theater to see it. Yeah, and I remember just coming out going, "That was awesome!" Because in my mind, I was like, "It's a Nintendo property; it has to be good." And as I got older, I started asking the question, "Why would you start with Super Mario Brothers? Do something like Zelda? Do a fantasy? Oh, Do yeah. Metroid? Which is like..." A horror movie in space or like an action adventure in space. Why do Mario, which is so, the story is so weird. It, it really is, yeah. And then why would you try to ground it in reality? Well, because it was the 90s. The yeah. 90s, if anything, was known for not being grounded in reality. That's like a that's like a mid-2000s thing where like, we're going to go gritty with this. We're going to ground it in reality. Did Ninja Turtles come out before it? I can't remember. I wonder if that was something wanna, that incited I wanna it. I want to say yes. I want to say that came out 91, 92. I could be wrong. I feel like you're right on that. Because I remember that one came out. That was pretty dark. I love. It was great. I yeah. have not seen that movie in a really long time, and I want to. I want to watch it because I remember even my mom was like, "That was a really dark movie <laughs> <laughs> for Ninja Turtles." <laughs> but the actual source material was pretty dark. Like yeah. it's actually pretty violent and adult. You know, comics and yeah. things like that. And then there was the second one. <laughs> go ninja, go ninja, <laughs> oh, yeah. Secret of the ooze, y'all. Vanilla Ice is in this shit. Come yeah. see it. Man. And I fell Crazy. for that trap. And then there was the third one. Drew's favorite. Yep. Drew Dole's favorite. Shout out to Drew for uh, Turtles in Time. <laughs> Turtles in Time. I can't even hear it. It's Wait, like, is it Turtles it's in like Time? The, uh, Jack like... Reach Around. It's like <laughs> Turtles in Time. I just can't not like, no. It's a terrible. <laughs> it's not good. Turtles <laughs> in time. 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 time! Where are we now, Leo? I don't know. Let's see where we land. <laughs> oh, boy, Mr. Peabody. <laughs> <laughs> We're really matching genres Looking here, here. Sherman. We <laughs> 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 just watched the two the dog Like, what the fuck just happened? Uh, we just uh, jumped properties, guys. Uh-oh. Yeah. We're going to get sued. <laughs> you know what we are going to jump into? We're going to jump into the throw, 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 throw down. Going to do the throw, 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 throw down. Going to do the throw, 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 throw down. Is that it? That is it? right. <laughs> it's Rihanna Cochran right Amazing. there. Rihanna Cochran, Jesus. Dockran? Dockran. Rick Cochran? Rug? <laughs> rug? Rug works. Rug works. Yeah. Run. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna open this. First of all, Pam, do you understand how throwdown works? Are you familiar? Mm. No. Okay. Oh yes, please go ahead. Throwdown is basically Justin is going to um, 
to give us two characters, uh, like, or two people, two things, and we have to decide who would win in a battle to the death. Awesome. Previous throwdowns have included uh, the Riddler versus the Joker, uh, Groot versus Hodor in a debate, uh, uh, Hulk versus Superman. Obviously, it's pretty nerdy stuff, uh, but we've also done things like... Uh, Steve Jobs versus Bill Gates. Exactly. So... So Justin usually, I have no idea what these are in advance. Justin thinks them up, throws them out, and then we debate who we think would win. So t- today, I thought uh, I would do this. The, we'd, we've done this before. I thought I would uh, turn it turn it around and uh, put it out to a vote since uh, it's we're going to make it topic specific. Okay. But I want to, out of everything we've talked about and any ones that you might still have in your list, pick two of the worst CG characters hmm. and let's pit them, pit them uh, face-to-face. So I feel like the the Scorpion King might be one of them. Ooh. Because he is that's just dog shit. Hmm. I want to throw Spawn in there. Want to throw Spawn in there? Do a three-way put Goro in there, too? <laughs> Spawn versus Goro versus the Scorpion King? Oh, oh, God. I think that might be it. All right. Let's start unpacking this son of a bitch. <laughs> Spawn oh. versus Goro versus the Scorpion King. I feel like Goro and the Scorpion King, in my mind, are pretty evenly matched. Are they taking turns fighting, or is it a free-for-all? I feel like it's a, th- a free-for-all. A three-for-all. Nice. A three-for-all, free-for-all. Nice. A devil's three-for-all. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like Spawn... Well, first of all... Scor- where are they fighting? That's, oh. that's always the first question is where are they fighting? So, okay. So, uh, somehow the Scorpion King has made it into Outer World, Outer Realm, and he has uh, met face to face with Goro, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, uh, let's, let's make this easy. It's, uh, it's the finals at Mortal Kombat tournament. Cool. And somehow oh. they've, all, they've yeah. all made it there. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. It's... Three way throwdown, finals of Mortal Kombat tournament, spawn first Goro, first Scorpion King. All right. For starters. Scorpion King has some sort of some sort of magical essence to him, yes. Because uh, he's half man, half, half scorpion. So, yeah. So there's obviously some sort of thing that's bef- he was a, was it a curse or something? I mean, he's obviously vulnerable because he dies in the movie. So I mean, right. I'm just I'm just trying to spoiler stack these up. <laughs> spoiler alert for Bumby Two Scorpion King. Spawn obviously has some pretty powerful abilities from hell. So I think that and gives that him awesome cape, and awesome cape. cape, and he's got chains for days, right? To string those assholes up in days. And Goro is just really, uh, you know, a robust, uh, you know. <laughs> he also has some special, like magical esque moves. Like he can, I mean, you, they all have their special moves that are like superhuman moves. What's his special move? Well, he did the uh, he did the. He did the chest pound where he would pick you. Oh, yeah. He would pick you up with two hands, and with the other two, he would just beat on your chest. Yeah, but he doesn't really have any sort of magical abilities. He's just like straight brute force. He's brute force. All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Like <laughs> super love. <laughs> hug you with four arms. Goro hug. Goro hug. Then smash. <laughs> Goro conflicted. <laughs> so I feel like Goro's at a disadvantage. Okay. Because I feel like the it, the Scorpion King is going to. Would kill Goro. All right. Yeah. Because he would just, you know, come out and he would he'd be fighting with his forearms and then his, like, he'd, he'd use his stinger. The stinger would yeah. just come like, around. Get that tail. Yeah, get the tail, stab him, and there's not there's not shit he can do about it. Because I think Spawn would just be, like, like, you know, dodging. 
like kind of standing off to the side preparing. See how I see it going down is that they would be they would be, you know, going, going, going. <clears throat> and then uh Goro would they he would kind of lock up with the Scorpion King and they would like be face to face and then all of a sudden the Scorpion King's tail would come around, but with Goro's other hands, he grabs the stinger right before it hits him. And starts to try to turn it back to the Scorpion King, this but is before like from, he can, before this he can, is from Clash of the Titans, before, like the '80s version. We should have thrown them in there. Fuck. <laughs> right. So we got Medusa. No. We got, <laughs> they all look at her. They die. Medusa wins. Da, da, da. Right, yeah. uh, so then he's turning it back to the Scorpion King, but then all of a sudden Spawn spawns in and just throws those chains and just impales Goro. Goro's done. Okay. Now we're now I would put it Scorpion King versus Spawn. What do you think, Pam? I agree with that. Okay. It would end up with those two in the end. And I feel like Spawn would win. Spawn, I feel like he's got so much power, raw, like demonic power, that A, he'll chain him down, just wrap him up, whatever. And then he also has like some like... Didn't he have like submachine guns or something? Well, he would use guns and stuff because he was an assassin. But he also like has some like demonic power that he uses like to like fucking blow people up and shit like Did that. Did his eyes have green smoke at one point? Did that do something? No, they just burned like the fires of hell. <laughs> I, I think the thing that's screwing me up the most though is Brendan. Fra- uh, spoiler alert: <laughs> Brendan Fraser. God, if he can kill the Scorpion King, that's an excellent why can't point. Spawn? Right? That, no. You know what? Fair enough. <laughs> Should we throw Brendan Fraser against Spawn? <laughs> I think Brendan Fraser will lose. <laughs> he his old 1920s gun. Okay. Pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> that's an excellent point. Is Brendan Fraser as whatever his character is can kill the Scorpion King and defeat the Mummy? I think Spawn's going to win. The uh, the Devil's Three Way. All right, Spawn wins. Spawn wins the the tournament of Mortal Kombat with the Devil's Three Way Throwdown. That was awesome, Pam. Thank you so much. That was such a pleasure having you here, and thank you for sharing your experiences uh, in the movie industry and everything like that. That was excellent for schooling us, for putting us in our place, for being so stupid. No, 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 no. Everyone's got to learn. And um... <laughs> that was the nicest. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. everyone's got to learn. You know, and it might as well be for me. <laughs> right. And one last thing, though. Happy anniversary. Oh, thank you. Yay! We're recording Yay. this episode on our one-year anniversary. Yes, it's you know it's very special. We've lit candles. Pam, you're gonna have to leave real soon here because it's about to get serious. I know what you guys are gonna do with that wax. Yeah, right. It's gonna get hot. <laughs> I'm not going to take it. Come on, baby. Way. Yes, and that shit. No. All day. Nope. Uh, Pam, do you have anything going on that you want to promote? Or is there anything you like to, you want to share with the world? Anything we can promote for you? Anything going on? Um, Watch Sense8. Awesome. It's on Netflix. Oh, yes. Awesome. You work on that yes. Yes. Uh, project. It's pretty rad. Uh, it might be a little hard to get up to speed. But I promise you by episode three, because it's really confusing at first, you're going to love it. And there's a whole nine more episodes (laughs) that you will be enamored with. And season two is coming out soon, right? Uh, Season two is currently filming. Awesome. And it will be released, I want to say, late spring next year. Cool. I happened across one of the the sets, one of the locations they were doing. Um, We were in, I think, uh, West Loop. Drew and I were over there for Mm -hmm. something. And... uh, we we walked by and we were like, "What's this?" And obviously, we were drawn right to the film set, and we saw the signs. We're like, oh, "Sense Eight! I haven't seen that, but I know of it. That's awesome. That's awesome." Yeah. And what 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 uh, what role did you have uh, with with Sense Eight? Are you? Uh... I was a visual effects coordinator mm-hmm. for season one, mm-hmm. 
And then uh, season two, I helped uh, actually with the writing with the Wachowskis and uh, J.M. Straczynski. That's fantastic. Is, he's a pretty rad dude. That's awesome. That is amazing. Pam, I mean, they you. did the writing. But As you say, did you have to have your dictionary out when you were writing with them? Uh, you know, I, I got learned. You got learned? Bit, <laughs> so it's pretty good. But they, I was fortunate enough that they would let me uh, help polish some things. That's so Real quick, cool. Was that an intimidating process to like... Oh, like are you to kidding go, me? I, I'm, I can only imagine, yeah. Oh, uh, Jesus, like, here's a script. Here's a red pen. And I'm like, oh, wow. am I going to get fired? Wow. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, but it was it was cool, and yeah. I guess because they know me, it wasn't a big deal. Sure, and I was not. It wasn't going directly back to them. There's another conduit <laughs> in between. Like, You're like, mm, maybe we shouldn't put this in there. Plus, you shared a hug with them. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. It's all good. Forget you got that relationship. It. Forget about yeah. it. Pam, thank you so much, guys. Check out Sense Eight Season One. Check out Sense Eight Season Two on its way. It's going to be good stuff. I've heard good things about it. You guys can find MindGap on Facebook, and we're also on Twitter, where we are being much more active, even though we don't have 30 followers yet. Just imagine when we get 30 followers, Holy how active Holy shit, that might be daily. Right. Multiple times daily. I don't know. We'll at find out. At least 10 out. times a day. But you can find us on uh, Twitter at MindGap Podcast, and Justin has a website. Find me online at justinstrandland.com. You can listen to this podcast, as well as the other one I do every Monday with Milo Stevanovich. It's called The Best Bar Podcast Ever, and it truly is the best bar podcast ever. It's true. Yeah, it is. And uh, on Instagram, uh, Twitter and Snapchat at Justin underscore Michael spelled M-I-K-E-L almost forgot that um, and, you struggled uh, but you got through it I, got th- I pushed I pushed through it um, you can also find us on iTunes uh, you can subscribe to us review us let us know if there's a topic that uh, you want us to talk about or if you think you've got the uh, got what it takes to be on here and sit across from us traverse the mind gaps yeah, we're let gonna. Know. We're totally gonna go and check out your Wikipedia page. Yeah, if it's up to snuff. We'll let you on. We'll let you on. We'll let you through the doors of the mind gap. That's right. And then Two East Eighth Productions on all social. Uh, Two East Eighth dot com and Two East Eighth on all social medias. Awesome, Pam. Thanks again. Keep Thank on you. being awesome, Justin. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, baby. Don't leave me hanging, buddy. Gonna kiss, 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 kiss. Gonna kiss, kiss, kiss. Mind gap podcast.